Welcome to the Blogger to Author Podcast, where we help you turn your content into a book so you can share your passion, build authority in your niche, and make a little money too. Now, here's your host, Dr. Beth Brombos. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Blogger to Author Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Beth Brombos. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably at least thinking about making money online and making money from your blog. Whether you started out with the intention of trying to make money or whether you started out simply wanting to share your passion, many bloggers dream about making their blog a part-time or a full-time job someday. Most bloggers also start out by focusing on sponsored posts. If you're going to make a living from working with brands, you have to constantly be looking for partnerships, which can be overwhelming for some bloggers. That's why many bloggers have made the switch to selling their own products and services to make money. Selling your book is one way to do that, and many bloggers sell at least one ebook on their website. Creating and selling a course is another way, and just like writing a book, it's a natural fit if you've been teaching something to your readers with your blog content. Today, I'm excited to share my interview with course creation expert, Jennifer Schreckengast. Jennifer is a healthy-ish foodie, wanderlust junkie, coffee addict, and e-learning expert. She is the founder of Wanderlust and Wellness, whose mission is supported by three pillars, eat well, live well, and travel often. In addition to healthy recipes and Wanderlust advice, Jennifer uses her 20 years of experience in education and online learning to help bloggers take their blog to the next level with quality online courses. Her goal is to help bloggers create an additional revenue stream for their blog with quality online courses that complement their current content, product, and services. If you're curious about course creation and whether it's right for you and your blog and business, or if you're a course creator and you're looking for some tips to help you improve your courses, you're going to love this interview, so listen up. Thank you for taking the time to appear on the Blogger to Author podcast, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited to be talking to you about this because I really do think that books and courses go hand in hand. There's so much overlap. Yes. And so this is going to be a killer interview, I think. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, they do. They, they, They definitely go hand in hand for sure. Absolutely. So before we really dig into that meaty subject, I want to start by learning more about you. So if you could, I want to hear more about yourself and your background and also how you became passionate about course creation. So my entire background, uh, my, my entire profession has been in the field of education. Um, I started out teaching fourth grade at the K-12 level. I taught there for Um, I was in that area for about 10 years, nine years in the classroom. And that last year I was actually outside of the classroom. And what my role was, was I was the instructional technology coach, which means that I worked with all the faculty members across the whole district on how to implement and use technology within their curriculum. 
And then I, you know, I got that, you know, kind of bug like, okay, there's more out there and I wanted to expand my horizon. So I transitioned over to higher education. And when I did that, I started out as an instructional designer. So if if you're not familiar with an instructional designer, basically, we help build and align uh, online courses, uh, the curriculum, and not just the curriculum, but also the navigation and the layout so that it, it has the maximum learning potential. So I started that back in 2008. So that was for um, an online university. So 100% online. So that's where I really started to work with online course creation. And, you know, I, you know, had different positions, different roles there. Um, I ended up uh, as the dean of curriculum. So I oversaw the entire curriculum for the uh, university for all the schools across the university. So that was um, that was fun. And I had a team of um, six instructional designers underneath me then. And so like we've lived and breathed online courses. And then, you know, most recently, I as you know, I don't know if um, everyone knows or I, I don't I don't talk about this publicly, but I not only do I have my own business, but I also I'm still you know at my normal nine to five. And right now um, I just actually transitioned out of the dean role to a new company, and I'm the vice president of curriculum um, for an OPM, which is an online program management uh, company where we help higher education institutions across the country, even internationally, um, stand up online programs. So you could say my passion for online course creation has just been like what I've known in my, it was just like a hand in hand um, you know, experience uh, as, I've, as I've grown in my professional capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you've had your hand in a lot of different levels of that as well. Yes. The planning the curriculum all the way up to finding the right platform and making sure that that's user friendly. And that's all so incredibly important. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so then I expanded that into my personal business, which is Wanderlust and Wellness. You know, it started out as a food blog. You know, we'll kind of talk about this as we go along, but I realized that I could marry the two passions of my food blog with my, you know, passion for online course creation and create online courses to complement my blog and help other bloggers do the same. So it just kind of was a natural fit. Yeah, absolutely. And so what inspired you to take those steps into entrepreneurship and start that part of your business? It's so interesting. I love talking to um, different entrepreneurs to understand their story and their why. But for me, I liked what I, you know, I like what I'm doing in my day job. You know, you just kind of see other people doing it. And you're like, wow, I could I could maybe do that. And I was looking for creating a career around something that I love that I had control over that mm-hmm. um, fit with my work-life balance that I was looking for and where I had a little bit more control of, you know, where I could take it and basically that salary ceiling and, and just yes. just having more control over my destiny, if you want to use the cliche word. But that's kind of what drove me to looking into that is I just wanted more control and I wanted to create a life where I could, you know, travel more and we could have more work-life balance and do things with the kids. And and it was just a natural fit to, to try that out. Yes, I love that. And I think that that's a reason why a lot of people start to pursue entrepreneurship is yeah. to be able to find that balance and really engineer a career that fit their life as opposed to making their life fit their career. Yes, yes, that's a good way to put it. Yes. 
So I want to start to dig into blogging and course creation because that's really mm -hmm. your expertise. So I want to hear your opinion and really want the listeners to be able to learn from you. So I'd like to start out by hearing from you about why you think bloggers should consider creating a course. So online courses uh, provide another avenue in which you can provide value to your audience, because that's really what we're out to do. Like we want to share our expertise and provide value to, you know, our audience and, you know, our true following. And so instead of thinking of an online course as a completely separate entity, a course really is there to complement your blog content. And it's just another teaching mechanism that you can use to like expand your reach and expand the depth in which you can go on your blog's content or even your products or your services. So I always like to use the example, a couple examples, like, so if your blog content, let's say it's, you know, healthy meal planning, well, you could create a course that could walk your students through the, the actual steps of meal planning. And, and so you're going at a much more in-depth level than you could with just a blog post or social media post, or, you know, if your blog content was say knitting and like you're, you know, you're sharing your knitting products, you're selling things, you could create an online course that, you know, teaches specific knitting techniques or to uh, teaches people how to get started knitting. So see, so it's, it's connected to your content, but it's expanding your reach and you're expanding your value. And I feel like when you do that, like you're creating a true community around your blog and the, and the value that you're providing. I always, I always go back to like people learn by doing. And so like a course provides an opportunity for your audience to practice and put into action like what you've been talking to them. And so you're instead of talking at them, you're now like working with them. And I always go back. It's just my education nerdiness. But I always go back to the Ben Franklin quote of you know, tell me and I forget and teach me and I remember and involve me and I learn. And an, and an online course essentially involves them in your blog's content. Yes, absolutely. And I think I would also add to that, that there's a level of accountability that people yes. don't get from just reading your blog posts like that course. And especially when they pay for the course, that's mm -hmm. they've got skin in the game. And so they yes. are going to be more motivated to follow through to implement with your teaching them. And that is incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's and and once they've purchased that course, like, like you said, like now they've got skin in the game and now they're like now they're involved in that whole transformation process that you like you're wanting to offer them. One hundred percent. So getting to the topic of the overall podcast, blogger to author. Yes. How could a course fit into a sales funnel with a book. And I guess a different way to phrase that would be, in your opinion, why would a book help bloggers and other entrepreneurs lead potential clients into their course? Okay. So if you think of any course, like even like if you like online courses or even think of like traditional in-classroom courses, you typically have a course and you typically have a textbook that supports that course, you know? So it's the same when it comes with if you have a personal book and then you want to create an online course like it 
the two marry together. So your book is teaching them a topic that then they can then go to the online course. And that's going to allow, like you said, like that's going to allow your audience to go more in depth, put things into practice, put things into action, all of those items that you covered in the book. Now, granted, you could have exercises that they could do in the book, but it just gives them another avenue to actually like put those strategies into place. So like, for example, if you had a book on, I don't know, I'm just going to pull a topic out, like SEO strategies, like you had this amazing book or like marketing strategies. Well, like your online course could then walk them through, say, setting up their SEO plan or developing a marketing plan or, you know, evaluating their current website. I'm, I'm no SEO expert, so I'm just kind of like winging it here. But 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 essentially, your your online course is going to complement your book and it's just going to take your students to that deeper level. And, and in terms of a funnel, like if you want to talk about a sales funnel, like in my personal opinion, like I would think that like you could offer an online course as like an upsell or like the next level after they purchase your book. So it's because they can immediately, like it provides them the opportunity to immediately like dive in deeper and, and put those steps into action. So I always come back to um, most of the consumers of online learning today are adult learners and adult learners have completely different um, learning needs. There's actually like an entire theory. It's called andragogy. That's about adult learners. And that's typically who are consuming your online course content and adult learners. They love relevancy and they love immediacy. So they, if they're going to, like you said, they're going to purchase something and they're going to like, they're all in. They want to take that content and they want to know that's going to be comp- like immediately relevant to like their everyday, like what they're doing right, right at that moment. And they want to put it into place like yesterday. So if they've purchased your book, your your online course could essentially create that situation where they can take that content in your book and now like, you know, go put it into action. Yes, absolutely. And just to give another example, that's in fact what I've done with my book, Blogger to Author, and the corresponding course. So the book gives a good general overview of what people should do to turn their blog into a book, tells Mm -hmm. them the steps to take. But then in the course, I have how-to videos showing them, for example, how to actually format their book and how to go through it step by step, which is very valuable to some people. And so mm-hmm. I just hope that thinking about something like that will get some, uh, you know, gears turning in some people's heads for what they could do in terms of either turning their book into a course or turning their yes. course into a book. Yes, yes. And having the both because they both and we, you always talk about different learning styles. You know, you have those that like to learn by doing, those that like to learn by reading. When you have both, like you just mentioned, like now you're hitting multiple learning styles, which is huge, uh, you know, in terms of helping or teaching someone a new skill or how to do something. Like it, it's just, they're just a natural connection there between a book and a course. Yes. And what I really love too is your book is going to be Uh, in most cases, a lot lower price than your course. Yes. And so it's a natural place for people to enter into working with you because Mm -hmm. your book in most cases is not going to be something that's 
going to be a lot of money. Most books I see are somewhere in the 10 to $15 range. Sometimes they're even mm-hmm. less than that. And that's not going to be a huge investment for somebody to get to know you. But then as they read your book, as they get to know you, as they apply what you're teaching them, that's going to make them more likely to invest in a higher price course. Yes, absolutely. Yep. 100%. You're that, that you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> So I always say that it's easier for bloggers to write a book than they think. Why Mm -hmm. is course creation easier than most bloggers think? So it's funny that you should ask that because from my experience with working with people who are creating online courses, like a huge roadblock, especially for like entrepreneurs or bloggers to create um, online courses, a huge roadblock is they think they have to have like this fancy education background, like to create an online course, but that's just not the case. Like there are tools and programs out there, just like, like what I'm put, like I put together for bloggers that are out there that can literally walk you through step-by-step how to create an online course. And essentially like as a course creator, you're the expert, like, you know, the content, you know what you want to teach. So you have that down pat, down pat. Like it's just, at this point, it's just you just take it just takes understanding of how to design it and organize the content so that it actually, you know, provides the outcomes and the transformation that you say it's going to provide. And then there's the tech aspect. And that's not as difficult as people think, because you can do you could do an online course via an email series, or you can, you know, go as high as, you know, actually building an, you know, an online course in an LMS platform, you could just do a video series. I mean, there's different ways at different levels that you could do it. So I think people get scared away by not feeling as if they have that education background to know how to truly, you know, teach something. And then also, they get scared away by like the test, the tech aspect. And it's, there are just so many different options for how to do an online course um, when you're getting started that that like you can easily work through those. And can you explain what an LMS platform is? Yes. So an LMS stands for um, some people say learning management systems. Some people say learning management software. But essentially, it's the system that houses your online course. So there are big dogs in, you know, like higher education that are out there that you, you like people may have heard of like Blackboard or Canvas or those, but those are just out of, you know, the everyday entrepreneurs range. But there are platforms like Teachable and Thinkific. They basically provide the hosting and, and the shell essentially, and you just upload your content into their platform. Um, so there's there's those that you can use. Um, there are even plugins that you can use if you want a little more control that will work directly with your WordPress. But essentially an LMS system is really just the learning management system in which you're going to upload your content and run your course from. Awesome. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah. So what are one or two big things that course creators are doing wrong when they DIY uh-huh. their courses? So there's, I will, I'll go with two because um, there are two that I see um, frequently with course creators. And one is too much content. As experts, we want to cover all the things because we think that everything's important. Like, for example, for me, outside of my education background and everything, like I have, I have a master's degree in American history because I love it. And it's so easy when I'm talking to somebody about that subject to just want to like vomit every detail because I feel like that's important. But what we need to realize is that we overload our students um, when we do that. We, we overwhelm them. We give them too much information. The course becomes too long. The learning material is, you know, too uh, isn't chunked down into small digestible elements. And so 
only including the crucial content that ties directly back to one or more of your course outcomes is what's important. And um, following a process that I like to, well, it's, it's nothing new. It's out there in the, the course design world. It's called backwards design. And ba essentially what you do is you start with your transformation, the one bit, like the, what is the main transformation that's going to happen with your course? And then you then go down and, and outline the actual specific outcomes of your course. And then you design, you, you know, your course materials and decide what you're going to like the, the activities or the exercises or the articles or whatever the videos. But a lot of times that happens in reverse because we just want to like create all the things that have to do with that topic. So that was kind of a long answer, but to the one, but one is too oh. much content. And can I Go ask ahead. a quick follow-up question to yeah. that? So for people who already have a course, mm -hmm. how would they know if they've put in too much content and how could they fix it? So the best thing to do is we do a, an activity called, it's called mapping, essentially. Um, and what you want to do is you want to sit down and if you don't already have, like, what is the one big transformation outcome of this course? Like, for example, um, the one big outcome of uh, the Blogger to Course Creator Academy that I'm working on is to teach bloggers how to create a you know their first online course that's like the that's like the main outcome and then you should have smaller what i call course outcomes or learning outcomes which are you know think of the large um, outcome as the overall umbrella and then you have little outcomes so from there once you have those identified just looking at your course materials if you have materials in your course that are not connected back to one of those um, learning outcomes or that overall large transformation then it, it shouldn't it doesn't need to be in there and then the the next thing you can do, which is actually the the second mistake that I see that we can talk about, is is take the course through and like understand your student journey, which we can talk about that next. But is is actually walking through your course as a student or having someone else do it to see if it's you know to to get that kind of feedback. Yeah, absolutely, and feel free to elaborate on that. Okay. The second mistake that I see is not understanding the student's journey. I also call this the expert blind spot. So what happens is we know our content so well that we don't realize that how we are presenting it is potentially leaving huge gaps or that we know the content so well that we've forgotten how to go back to that early level at which our students are at and teach the material in such a way that it's digestible and easy to take in. So taking time to go through your course once it's finished to see if not only if it flows well, but also to see like, okay, does this even make sense to teach this? Or like, there's a huge gap here and you went from like point A to point, you know, D over here and you, and you missed some things in the middle. Um, but a lot of times, as I said, as an expert blind spot, like you can't see that. So getting someone to go through your course that isn't familiar with the topic. So if you have a, let's say you have a course that you haven't launched at all, get a friend or somebody that's not as familiar with the topic to go through it. And they're going to be able to find those blind spots for you so that you can get a true picture of the student journey. Now, if you already have a course, hopefully you're getting student feedback or hopefully you're asking for student feedback because that's where you're going to also find what worked, what didn't work. Like if, um, let's say, you know, maybe you have a course and everyone's dropping out, like there's four modules and after module two, like people are just dropping out. Like, like that's, the, there's, there's most likely a problem like with the flow or the content or some, uh, you know, there's a gap there. And so either 
having someone look at your course or gathering student feedback after they've completed your course, because a lot of times that is a that is a crucial step that that um, people skip doing. That's going to help you understand the student journey and just perfect your course so that, it, you know, it can just be that much better the next time you uh, offer it. Love that. Iterative creation is always a good thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's the joy of an online course. Like, it's not like a, you know, it's not like you're creating a physical product and you're spending all this time and money and like getting it created and you're putting it out to the market and you realize, oh my gosh, like something's not working and we got to recall. Like an online course can be, you know, edited, fixed, changed, constantly evolving. And so it's not, you know, like, like that's the joy of it. Like you, you can continue to, to improve it and enhance it as you go along and as you offer it. Um, and you're not just like stuck with that initial, you know, rollout version. Yes, absolutely. So listeners, you've heard a lot of great information from Jennifer. You can clearly tell that she is an absolute expert in this. <laughs> and so I want to encourage you to check out a free download she has for you, which is her blogger to course creator guide. Yes. So if you're listening, maybe you have a course idea in your head. I have put together a quick five-step checklist that takes you essentially from course idea to course plan. So you'll go from, I have an idea, and you'll walk away at the end of that five-step checklist with an outline of those. We talked about that transformation and those um, outcomes. You'll have those set by the end of those five steps. And you can download that at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash blogger to course creator. I know it's a long URL and I'll provide it to Beth so she can include it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but that's the download um, that you can download that free checklist to basically get you started in um, creating your online course. And then if you go through that and you're ready to like jump in and get started, the Blogger to Course Creator Academy is gearing up to open its doors at the end of the year. But in the meantime, we do have a Facebook group that you can jump in and we can start getting you started before that uh, academy opens up. And you can join that group at www.wanderlessandwellness.org forward slash Facebook group. Awesome. I will put all of that in the show notes, like Jennifer said. So please don't crash your car if you are driving and you're trying to write <laughs> right. it down. Uh, there will be plenty of time to get that when you are in a safe area. So where else can our listeners find you to learn more about you and course creation? So you can go to our main website. Um, I always say our, like I have like this like big company. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> you can go to my website at www.wanderlustandwellness.org. Um, you'll also see that online like online course creation is just like one aspect of Wanderlust and Wellness. Essentially at Wanderlust and Wellness, we have three pillars uh, that support our mission. And it's eat well, live well, and travel often. And the eat well, we share um, healthy-ish recipes. Um, and uh, the live well is where we talk about creating a career around what we love when that's where we, you know, do the course creation help. And then travel often, I like to bring in, you know, a little tidbits about travel and just creating that, you know, lifestyle that allows you to do that. So that's the main website. And then of course, on Facebook, it's Waterless and Wellness. And then on Instagram, as well, it's actually Jen, J-E-N underscore Wanderlust and Wellness on Instagram, but I can give you all those links too. So yes, I will put all of that in the show notes as well, listeners, so you can go follow her. Perfect. 
So do you have any final tips or words of wisdom you'd like to give to our listeners before we sign off? Essentially, I think my tip would basically support what what I do and what you do with the book is with creating your own book is don't be afraid to take control of your blog's potential revenue. I spent too many months in my early blogging days, and I'm still early in the, in the terms of blogging world, but I spent too many months, you know, worrying about page views and not hitting that magic number that, you know, like the, the ad gods, mm-hmm. as I like to refer to them, say you have to have, or like not, you know, not being large enough to work with sponsors and just being frustrated where I was just like ready to throw in the towel. And then I realized, well, like I can create additional revenue streams without actually abandoning my blog through online courses. Or maybe you already have an established blog, but you're ready to like take it to the next level. Like don't be afraid to take control of your blog's potential revenue through online courses or through creating your own book or doing both. And that's why like that's why I've decided to to help other bloggers do this, learn how to do the same because I don't I know what it felt like to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, and you have the credentials to back it up as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. But anybody can create a, a quality online course just with the right tools and the right guidance. Absolutely. Well, you are absolutely the right guidance. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, well, is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? I look forward to, you know, anybody that reaches out and joins the group, I look forward to helping anybody, you know, create their first online course. It's really kind of a geeky thing that I love to do. I also, you know, want to learn more about creating books as well with you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of, I have some, I have some wheels rolling in my own head about how I can create a book to complement um, online courses. So yeah, no, I just thank you so much uh, for having me on your podcast. I love talking about this subject. Um, and I love, you know, just kind of getting the message out there and helping others uh, do the same. Well, thank you for coming on. It was my pleasure to have you and I appreciate you sharing so much awesome information with our listeners. And I hope that they are encouraged to consider and go ahead and create their own online course. Yes, absolutely. I would love that. I would love to see more more bloggers expanding into the online course realm. Me too. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. Listeners, I hope you got as much out of this interview with Jennifer as I did. Books and courses really do go hand in hand, and if you're looking to provide more value with your message and with your book, a course is the perfect way to do that. And again, if you're looking for that free blogger to course creator checklist from Jennifer, head to the show notes at bloggertoauthor.com slash 34. Not only will I include the link to get that amazing freebie, but I'll also link to all of Jennifer's social media platforms so you can continue to learn about course creation from her. Again, that's bloggertoauthor.com slash 34. I also want to let you know about a freebie I've created for those of you who are interested in getting more students in your online course with a book. This freebie walks you through some strategies that you can use to turn your book readers into course enrollees. You can get that freebie in the show notes or head to bloggertoauthor.com slash book two, that's T-O, course. Again, that's bloggertoauthor.com slash book to course. Thanks for listening. Until next time, happy writing. 
Thanks for joining us for the Blogger to Author podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share the podcast with your friends and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about Blogger to Author and the podcast at bloggertoauthor.com. Till next time, happy writing.